morning. I'm back. Good morning. So, would you all like to know how to get the, everything you want and all the desires of your heart? So, this morning's scripture, let's, let's have a prayer, please. God, I pray that you would touch this message, that you would open our hearts and our minds and our souls to the Holy Spirit and to the word that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to use a lot of scripture today, but uh, the major scripture is from Psalm chapter 37, verses 3 through 7. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Amen. So, when I was a little girl, I had a favorite book, and it was called The Kitten Twins. And I will never, I, I was only four years old, and I will never, it was a great big book, and it had beautiful illustrations, but I will never forget the opening lines about these twin kittens, Twinkle and Boo. And they tried to do good from morning till night. Let me start again. I have to get the words right. <laughs> so, now I'm not going to remember them, of <laughs> course. <laughs> They tried to do what was good and right every day from morning till night. But all they got into was mischief. So, and I don't know why that just sticks in my mind, but I can imagine God with a book saying, here's Adam and Eve trying to do what's right, but getting into mischief from morning till night, you know. So in God has an answer for us. In the book of Acts, in chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, and then again in verse 8, Jesus tells the apostles, now he's resurrected. He's hung on the cross. He's died for our sins. And he's resurrected, and he's about to ascend to heaven. But he tells the disciples, you heard what the Father had promised, which he said you had heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. And in verse 8, but you will receive power 
when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. So God has given us a way. Paul talks about in Romans this idea that we try to do what's good, but we cause mischief from morning till night. In Romans chapter 7, verses 21 through chapter 8, verse 2. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is? In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. So now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So what's this all about? What does this all mean? Are we, are we not supposed to do what's good and right? And how are we supposed to do it? Okay, we accept Jesus Christ. He's our Savior. Now do we have to spend the rest of our lives toiling and, and being disappointed because we try as hard as we can and it just doesn't turn out right? We try with the best intentions. We think we have a pure heart. And we, we set out to do what we think God wants. But how do we really know what God wants? Do you ever question? Do you know when you're little kids? Or maybe you remember when your kids were little. I used to be so frustrated as a parent. Because immediately after Christmas, and they put the Christmas stuff away, you'd go to a store, and I remember the store that was kind of Walmart-like where we lived in Southern Iowa was Pomida. And we'd take the kids in there the first time after Christmas, and you know what they'd have a great big display of? Kites. Now there are six foot of snow on the ground. <laughs> but here you have little children, and there's this big, beautiful kite, and Mommy, I want a kite. Mommy, I want a kite, give me a kite. Oh, I want the Batman kite. No, I want the Ninja Turtle kite. And as a parent, you have to say, honey, no, you can't have a kite. It's too cold. We can't fly a kite outside. Keep that in mind, because we do that with our children all the time. They're little. They don't know what's good for them. 
They don't know that it, you can't run in six foot of snow to fly a kite. But as parents, as the adults, we know that we have to say no because they would just be disappointed. So God tells us over and over again in the Bible, in several places, there's an answer to this. He tells us that he doesn't give us these rules and tell us what to do and expect us to do it on our own. He sent a special counselor. And this always strikes me because we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So they have all, all the properties of our God. They're all knowing, they're all seeing, they have all the wisdom and power. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit, the third aspect of God, comes to live in you. Just stop and think about that for a minute. All of God's power, all of God's wisdom, everything that God is, comes to live in you. Jesus promised that when you accept Christ, that happens. So we don't have to try on our own power, but we do have to do something. And God tells us what it is we have to do. And I'm going to give you three examples. I'm going to give you two examples. I'm sorry. In Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 28. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So think of that now. We tell you to pray. You're supposed to pray to God. God tells us to pray. Jesus tells us. Jesus never starts a talk or a sermon or a parable, but he prays. He goes up on the mountain and he prays. He prays with his disciples. So God tells us to pray, but I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like, what am I supposed to pray? How do I know what to pray for? What is God's will? We don't have to worry about it, folks. We don't have to worry about it. The Holy Spirit in us knows how to pray and knows how to have that direct communication with God. So even when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit is already interceding. He knows our heart and he has a direct line to God. He is our telephone. The Holy Spirit in us is our telephone line directly to God. Is God. And then 
Finally, in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So when we need to pray, that's how we pray. In Philippians, and I think, if you'll excuse me for one moment. Yep, I don't have it. But there's another section of the Bible that Apostle Paul tells us, and this is, what, this is our job. This is what the Holy Spirit takes care of everything for us. But our job is to focus on the good and the pure and the honorable. Whatever is true and good and right, and I'm paraphrasing, that's our job. That's our only job. We don't have to worry about anything else because the Holy Spirit in us will do the rest of the work. So, what does the, all of that have to do with getting your heart's desire? Well, that's all is the key. If we go back to the original scripture, trust in the Lord and do good. So we don't have to be right all the time. We have to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will change our hearts. And when the Holy Spirit changes your heart, it's in line with God. So if you follow those instructions, if you trust in the Lord and do good, and you cultivate faithfulness, you delight yourself in the Lord, if you commit your way to the Lord, if you accept Jesus Christ, if you submit to the Holy Spirit, God will give you your heart's desire because at that point, your heart's desire will be God's heart's desire. That's how we get what we want. We want what God wants. And we can't make ourselves do that. The Holy Spirit in us changes our heart, and we don't even know it. Because we're just doing the simple things. We're trying to do what's good. We're trying to do what's right and honorable. We're trying to commit our lives to God. That's all we have to do. The Holy Spirit in us does all the heavy lifting. Praise God. Thank you.
Oh, oh, oh.